The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus and his disciples sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming through the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Here's a quick list of things that scare us. Naked people, homeless people, mentally ill people, and people who are possessed. Devils, darkness, graveyards, chains and fetters, foreigners, fire, and pigs. I know that because all of these things are NC-17 on Netflix, except for the pigs, which I know about because I grew up in Iowa, and in Iowa there are more pigs than people. So generally, when you and I see the things on this list, we turn and run the other way. Because we don't want to be exposed to the evil and the pain and the chaos that they bring. That is one reason why you all come to church. You don't come to church to get roughed up. Normal life is rough enough. And you don't come here to suffer. 
you can get suffering at home or at work. You've probably already had enough chaos this week, so you've come here today to get some rest. So you bring your best. You are all spit-polished and smiling. And we meet you all dressed up, moving slowly and reverently and predictably, and everybody plays along except for Jesus. That Jesus who does not seem to be scared of anything, not even Netflix. He just wades in. So today, while everybody else is moving away, Jesus comes near. And you will notice that Jesus does not wait to be invited. Sometimes we can get the pietistic notion that we always need to make the first move, that we need to whip up a little faith or a good prayer and invite Jesus to heal us. But really, that is very difficult for a bedeviled man to do. So once again today, unafraid and uninvited, Jesus takes charge. After all, this man is part of his creation, and Jesus wants his creation back, all of it. Even the naked and the homeless and the mentally ill, even those gripped by darkness, so go, says Jesus, and into the pigs, and then into the lake they go. All those demons named Legion. And after the chaos, there is gratitude from the man from whom the demons had gone out, who sat down at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind, in the posture of a disciple at his rabbi's feet, ready to learn and eager to obey, bringing his best, spit-polished and smiling, all dressed up, now moving slowly and reverently and predictably, playing along with Jesus. That is faith. Faith agrees. Faith agrees with Jesus, saying what Jesus says and doing what Jesus does. Bible stories have a strange effect on us. Hearing this story makes us part of the story. And so now Jesus is here for us. Again today, Jesus is here, and he's waded in and taken charge. Already today, he's done his work for us. He made wrongs right at holy absolution for all of us, for the little, the last, the lost, the least, and the dead. 
And now, after the chaos, with his calm, strong, healing presence, the question hangs in the air for us. Will you have him, thankfully, as your rabbi, as a disciple, sitting at his feet, ready to learn, and in faith, calm and smiling and eager to obey. Or like the people from the Gerizines, even though he's done us good, will we make him go away? Today proves to be too much for a lot of folks. Preferring the devil they know to the devil they don't. They come from city and from country, and they ask Jesus to leave. And Jesus does. Jesus won't force anybody to be his friend or to have him as Savior. But perhaps our lives this past week are proof that nobody in their right mind would choose that option since living in fear and pain and chaos is no way to live at all. Perhaps in this past week there has been plenty to scare you, plenty to make you turn around and run the other way. Normal life these days seems ever punctuated with evil and pain and chaos more than the news. It's the morgue and the confessional and the mental ward. And if you stick with Jesus, eventually your spiritual life is going to be uncomfortable too. Sin and death and the devil are repeat offenders with him all the way to Golgotha. But Jesus loves order. He bestowed it at creation. And holiness, he gives it over and over again through word and sacrament. And joy, he brings it for us. And you, he made you. So again today, to the disordered, and the sinners, and the broken, and the possessed, and to all of us, he comes slowly and reverently and predictably, doing whatever he must do to have us back, rebuilding us as his community one by one, entering into our chaos, naked and threatening and ill and dark and deadly, to have all of them back, and to have all of us back because everybody is in and nobody is out. That is what Jesus intends. Though this is a scary story, come what may, you and I never really have anything to worry about. Jesus is here and all is well.
Today again, he gives us his touch, his forgiveness, and then everything else comes along too, plus gratitude for the gifts that will carry us through life. This week, he will use some of you in some ways and others in other ways, just like that man who is sitting at his feet. That new disciple, so ready to learn and ready to obey, begs Jesus, can I come round and live with you too? No, says Jesus, we'd get far more good out of you if you'd just go home and all along the way tell people how much God has done for you. And all of you, in just a moment, you all would go out too after sitting here at the feet of Jesus, learning what he has to give and having, having it eager to obey, and going where he sends you and saying what he says and doing what he does, and that without fear as his witness, because he goes with you, even into a chaotic and evil world, and who knows what opportunities you might have. Yes, of course, the church is about order and spit and polish. It's about right minds and everybody playing along, agreeing with Jesus. That is our normal life together. But at its best, the church is also always about chaos. Because chaos is where the sinners are. So that's where we are too, baptized and in just a moment, bodied and blooded at his holy supper. And then Jesus will send us back into a very messy world to help him get what he wants. And what he wants is all his children home again. Give it a good witness this week. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.